Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect my heart. 
Also, you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. You can send your prayer requests, comments, or uh, suggestions. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, while our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. Excuse me. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Question. Are you going through something so tough it makes you question your faith or it challenges your faith? Get this. Even Christians are not exempt from rains or storms in our lives. Know that in the darkest of the hour, God promised to be with us. And not only to be with us, but he's here to help us even go through the storm. So on today's show, we're going to talk about moments in our lives that shakes our faith. Things to do to help us remain confident in our moments of uncertainties, and much more in the episode called When an Earthquake Hits Your Faith. Also, we have a very special guest that's going to be tuning in. He's a regular special guest, Minister Timothy Green. Minister Timothy Green is coming on at this time. Minister Timothy Green, how are you doing today? All right, I'm doing fine. How about yourself, Brother Jim Prater? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Um, Right now, what I'm going to do, excuse me, I have you on uh, Facebook Live also. So what I want to do, as you talk, I'm going to have the phone on mute so that way people can hear you and there won't be a delay. So um, I hope and pray that whatever the Lord leads you to share with us um, that you do it and I'm praying that for those who may be listening who may be going through challenges right now I'm praying that God minister a word to you and to us that would help us to not just hold on but know that change will come know that this will not be like this always so without further moment ado, I want to open the door for Minister Tim to just come in and, and just speak to our hearts at this time. Amen, Brother Treasure. Thank you for this opportunity, and thank you, uh, listening audience, um, today. It's, uh, it's just wonderful how God works in mysterious ways because the the sermon that we heard today even though he didn't know the pastor, the senior pastor, Pastor Logan, preached today, even though he didn't know about your uh, topic today, uh, but literally he was preaching the same thing. And he was preaching from Matthew, the 14th chapter, 
around about that 22nd verse on through, and then Mark the 6th chapter 30, if you want to read it a different way, on through. And this was talking about uh, Jesus after he had done all everything, fed the 5,000, and then he told the disciples to go uh, to the other side. And while they was going on to the other side, a storm arose, and it uh, caused some confusion or caused doubt, whichever words you want to leave, use. It caused some issues with them because the storm arose. But the key thing was they uh, evidently had forgot that Jesus gave them a command to go to the other side. And along the way, they forgot about that what Jesus had told them, and they began to think and focus so much on the storm until they asked uh, Jesus, uh, Peter asked Jesus, if it be you, bid me to come on the water, and all this other stuff that they had did. But the purpose of it did is just what Brother June is talking about today. What do we do when a storm just comes out of nowhere and and, and, and begin to uh, engulf your life? Well, if we could say a, a whole lot of pretty things and everything, but what do we do? We have to change our focus. In other words, we have to change our focus. We can't focus so much on the storm till we forget about what God has already told us. And and what we have to realize in an adult life, we will continue to have uh, many setbacks situation, catastrophes, whatever word you want to use for, we'll have many problems. And it's not the problem that that's uh, so important. It's how we, uh, it's what we focus on while we're in the problem or how we look at the problem. Uh, you know, uh, uh we could we could say that some of our problems are due to disobedience. There's many different ways, and we could say some of it is due to uh, just life itself, and some of it may be due to the just the nature of sin. Some of it may be due to bad relationship. The list goes on and on and on. But we we cannot afford to get lost in the whys uh, till we forget about what 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 God has has told us. Uh, we can't get uh, lost in the logistics of the whys or how comes or, or what if. And see, and that, that's an attack. That's a, a, a tool that the enemy uses to distract us, to get us uh, distracted off of what God has told us. Now, we're not trying to belittle your situations and make it seem light in, 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 uh, in any kind of way. No, we know that life has some pains. It has uh, some issues. It has some situations that, at times, you know, they can be overwhelming. But, 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 if uh, I always say that if I can't do nothing about it, then I might as well give it to God. You know, and if you could have did something about your situation, you'd have gave it to God. Or you'd have done something about it before now. You'd have been and done something. So. So since we can't and since we cannot do anything about it, then we have to change our focus, and our focus has to be on what God has already told us. Uh, That's what our focus on. And it it tells us in the Word in Colossians 3 and 2 that we have to set our minds on things, on our affections, on things above, not on things on the earth. So what we have to transform our mind or renew our mind 
in order that we can think on things that that would uh, uh, give us hope, that would give us faith. And, and sometimes we have to go back and get our testimonies and, and remember what God has already done for us. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that this is easy, uh, but uh, you have to start somewhere, you know, in, in life. We have to start somewhere to, to uh, have faith, to believe that God can change all of our situations. And we have to believe, uh, even, even if you're not a, a believer in Christ, you have to believe that, you know, this ain't the end of my life and this ain't where uh, I, I intend to end things like this in this catastrophe. I have to seek something that is higher, a higher power. I have to seek something that's greater than me because I can't change the situation. But through our thinking, we can change a lot of things through our thinking, and we have to think on Word on the Word of God, and when we begin to think on the Word of God, the Word of God would come in and refresh us. The Word of God could come in and and, and make our outlook look better, and uh, and seems like that our problem isn't as big as we thought it was, and and, and, and through uh, all of this, because all of this in life, you're gonna have many tests in life. It's how you do the test. It's how you do deal with it. How you uh, look at it that would determine your outcome. Uh, that's how you deal with that test. Philippians tells us to think on things that are good and a good report. Our mind, we cannot let our mind just all of our life just deal on the negatives in our life. We can't let our mind deal on what happened to me way back then or way back when or, or what have you. We have to refocus our mind on, on the objective that is set before us, the purpose that God has put us on this earth for, and realizing that it ain't going to be like this always and that a change has to come because God has promised us that a change will come if we are faithful and just over a few things. He said he will reward us, oh, but we have to believe that God can and that he is and that he's a reward of us, of those that diligently seek him. And see, and that, and that's all we can really have for you is that the word will change. And not only that, find some positive people to put yourself around, some people that are uh, uh, not just nosy people, but people that really would pray for you and that would hold you up and that would uh, come in and try to uh, uh, change your outlook. They would bring in freshness around you, uh, some anointed people that can come in and, and keep you encouraged when you're going down, people that you can call on. Uh, when you're uh, when you're going through some things, we have to have those kind of people in our life. Uh, we can't be. Uh, uh, I think one writer wrote and said that no man is an island, and so when we understand that we we cannot do anything by ourselves, we we're, we're going to have to have somebody in our life uh, down the road that is going to help us. But we have to choose those friends. We have to choose them wisely. Uh, that we can have people that we can, not only can they help you when you're down, but you can help them when they're down. And, and we have to be around people that are anointed and that people that have compassion that would want to help us when we go. So, so, so you know, when we look at this in, in, in the whole uh, clip that he's bringing to us today, it says on what, when an earthquake hits your life, when an earthquake hits your life, 
And Sam, one thing about an earthquake, we can we can uh, tell that an earthquake may be coming, you know, when we look at the radars on the TV screens. But the thing about an earthquake, sometimes it changes direction, and we thought it was coming from one way, but then it came and hit us from a different uh, perspective. And so when it hits our lives, all we can do is try to keep building. All, sometimes we can rebuild or build upon more, whatever we have to do, we have to do because we got to realize that our lives are valuable and we got to put value in ourselves that we believe that God is not going to leave us like this and that God is going to empower us to get through this and that, that our friends, uh, if we're in a local church, our, our church members are going to help us to get through this and that we have people around us that's just believing us and that's having faith. Yes, it's going to be hard when we go through these situations. It's going to be tough when we go through these situations. But we have a Savior whose name is Jesus Christ. We got somebody that is a comforter. He's a leader and he's a guider. We have somebody that he said, Come unto me, all ye that are haven laboring, and I will give you rest. Rest for your weary soul. We got to go and begin to, to, to depend on Jesus like never before. You know, and, and we have to realize that, I don't know about you, but it seems as though when I, the heart I pray and the more that I study the word, that a, a, a situation will come out of nowhere, and it seems like it's so hard and so terrible. But what it is, is, is God setting you up for a blessing. Usually when we come out of these things, we are God will bless us. He will reward us. And it's just a lesson that we have learned so we can go out and tell others that God will bring us through and that God will deliver us, amen, and God will reward us and God will hold us up, amen, and, and, and help us to get through it. Because he said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. So no matter what you're going through in life, God is right there with him. Uh, amen. Many people, when they go through strong things, they, they run from God. But I come today to tell you that you need to run towards God. Amen. Run towards God. And when we run towards God, his hands, his arms are open wide, trying to help us to get into the ark of safety. Amen. We, we can't afford to, as the pastor Logan preached today, Many people, when they get in these situations, they would leave the, the ship, amen, in the storm. The storm, the ship is a replica of the church. And so what happens is many times when, uh, when the storms come, many people want to jump ship. They want to leave and they want to go, amen. But we need to understand that we've got to stay on board the ship. And we got to ride it all out. And when we get to the end of the storm, we'll be over on the other side. Now, what the over on the other side mean to us as Christians? The other side means that we'll have joy. We'll have peace. Amen. We'll have our reward. We'll have blessings. It's kind of like going into the promised land, that God will begin to reward us. He'll begin to uh, set us up for these blessings. And, and I don't know about you, but, uh, amen, I, I, I'd rather have Jesus on my side than anybody else. Amen, because friends sometimes can let you down. Mother and father can sometimes let you down. But Jesus is the one. He's the one. He's the keeper. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus will keep us. 
Amen. Jesus will help us. He will help us to get through things. Amen. Jesus can be, he has the power to heal, the power to deliver. Jesus is our all in all. And I don't know about you, but we need to find ourselves more and more today within in the arms of Jesus. Amen. We need to find ourselves in the word of God. Amen. So that we can understand. Amen. Because what we don't understand, faith cometh by hearing, and it comes by hearing the word of God. In other words, if we have little words, then you know little, very little about God. And when you get into situations, you have nothing to call upon. But when you study that word, the more words you know, the more you know about Jesus. And the more you know about what he can do for you. And the more you know about what he has promised you. And when when you know much, amen, 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 God will come in. You take that word and that word, you use that word and apply it the way it's supposed to be applied. Amen. It's a, the scripture saying it's like medicine to our souls. Amen. And God will begin to bless you when you call, when you use that word. Amen. God will begin to bless you when you use that word and when you tell him what his word says. Amen. When you tell him, amen, that his word said that he said that he sent his word and it healed them of all their diseases. Amen. For those that are sick in orders, you just begin to get those healing scriptures and begin to quote them and begin to call them out to the Lord. For those that need financial blessings, you get those scriptures and, and, and begin to call them out and God would, uh, amen, begin to move on your behalf. Those that hearts are broken today, you begin to get the scriptures on the heart today and how God will come in and, and he will remove every burden. He'll wipe away every tear. Amen. You begin to get those and, and just uh, just remind God of what he said in his word. And when we begin to remind God what he said in his word, amen, I don't know about you, but it seemed like God began to answer these things. Amen. He begins to come in and he begins to lift us up. He begins to dust us off. Amen. And begins to put us back on our feet. Amen. He has never failed us. Amen. He has never failed us. All you need is faith. Amen. All you need is faith today. Amen. You, you don't have any problems, really. All you need is faith in God. Amen. And when we begin to, still, to deal with faith and when we begin to stay on faith, Amen. And when we begin to uh, look into the word of God, yes, yes, the trials are going to be hard. Yes, the things are going to be hard. Amen. But one thing about it, when we stay with the word, the word will come in and, 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 and begin to bless us and begin to carry us into the different heights and different levels of God that we couldn't get by on our own. Amen. God will begin to take you places that you never thought you'd ever been able to go before. But if, when we stick with God, amen, when we stick with God, God will begin to come through for us. Now, I don't know about you, but in the land today, amen, in radio land, I know there's many of you out there that have many difficult problems and many different difficulties going on in your life. But we come to speak faith to you tonight. We come to speak, speak a word of faith to you tonight, amen, in order that you may, amen, be blessed in the Lord, amen, in order that you can understand that you don't need to uh, continue in the situation that you're in. All you need to do is to believe God, amen, and God will come in and, and begin to do a great work in you, 
And, uh, you know, I just keep having to say that all you need to do is just believe and trust God. Amen. Trust God. Just trust God with your situation. Amen. He tells us to cast our cares. Amen. Unto him. Amen. That's what God, that's what he does. That's what he wants to do. Amen. And we have to understand that uh, in uh, Matthew 11 and 24, one of my favorite scriptures, it says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. We have to believe that God will reward us, and God will do just what his word says. Amen. There's many, many, many stories in the Bible that we could read that people, when they was going through the woman with the issue of blood, how that she touched the hem of his garment. I mean, it goes on and on and on how people, when they put action to the word of God, God came in and began to move on their behalf. Amen. Now, it's, it's Satan, the ones right now, I'm picking it up in the spirit. Satan is the one that wants to try to destroy you. Amen. He said he he's a he comes to kill, steal, and John ten and ten said he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God says, Jesus says, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Amen. But the enemy wants to distract you with all this stuff that's going on in your life. The enemy wants to discourage you. The enemy wants to get you out of the church. The enemy wants to get you out of the ark of safety so he can do what he will to you. Amen. The enemy wants you, those friends that mean you no good. Amen. They want to get you out. They want to lure you out of the ark of safety. But I come today, just hang on in there and hold on to God's unchanging hand. And God will deliver you. God will reward you. God will do just what he says. He said God will do just what he says. He says, now faith, Hebrew 11, 1 says, now faith is the something things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. And it tells us in Second Corinthians 5 and 7, it says, well, we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, sometimes we, in our trials and the tests, we just got to continue to walk by faith. In other words, I'm not looking that I'm going through the fire. Amen. I'm not looking that I'm in a storm. I'm not looking at what my feelings, I'm not going by my feelings, I'm not going by my emotions, but I'm going on what the Word of God says. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but I, I've got to believe that in this hour we have to walk by faith more and more because the enemy knows that his time is just about up and he's trying to destroy, he's trying to kill He's trying to distract everything that's within his path. But, amen, we, we got to walk by faith. And there's another writer that tells us in Hebrew 11 and 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. So while we're going through these trials, we got to continue to seek God, seek his presence, seek his joy, seek his peace. Seek everything that the Word of God has told us that we can have. And you got to tell yourself, I can have it. It's mine because God has told me that it's mine. And I'm not going to worry about what's going on around me. All I'm going to do is just keep walking. See, that's an action word. He said we walk. He didn't say we sit by faith. He didn't say we stand by faith. He said we walk by faith. 
So even when I'm in the valley, I got to walk about that valley. Why? Because I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm steady moving. I walk by faith. My pace may not be as fast as it used to be because I got I got the storm on both sides, but I'm continually walking by faith. Amen. I, I can't move like I used to, but I'm continually walking by faith. And we continue to walk by faith. And not by sight, not by what we see, amen, we will find ourselves, amen, out of the valley of the storm, out of the valley of the shadow of death, amen, amen, and we'll find ourselves on the mountaintop. Let me tell you a quick story. At one time, uh, we was on on vacation, and we was going through uh, Louisiana on our way to Florida, and it became a big rain, amen. It was a big storm on the highway. And all of my family members, I was driving, they wanted me to stop. Excuse me. They wanted me to stop. But I said, I believe if I just keep on driving, that I can drive through this storm. Amen. Because I I, I just didn't feel safe by pulling over on the side of the road in that storm and sitting on the side of the road. And I knew my vision was limited. So I knew that everybody around me that was driving, their vision was limited, and I didn't feel safe sitting there because I felt like somebody would have hit us while we were sitting on the side of the road. So I just kept driving, and I turned my bright lights on, and I and all I could do was look at the, the white dots on the road. I, I couldn't see but just the white dots on the road. I couldn't see but probably about two, three feet in front of me. But I kept looking at the white dots on the road, and I kept driving, and guess what? I drove through that storm, and when I got through the storm, we just continued on our little trip, and we had a great time while we was on vacation. So what am I trying to tell you? You just got to keep moving through your storm, and when you keep moving through your storm and keeping a positive attitude, God will come in, and he'll begin to bless you. Now, I know I don't know if my time is right up, and it's about time for Brother June to come back. But uh, I just say bless God for you in the audience this evening, and we're here to pray with you, those that are going through the storm. We're here to, uh, the Bible said, we're two or three here to gather together in my name. If we touch and agree, amen, that God will come in and he begin to move through prayer, amen, and, and, he, and God will begin to bless you. And that's the whole deal. That's why we're on this station is to bless the people of God and to bless those that call in on the audience. Amen, on the line and those that are on Facebook, our whole objective is to bless the people of God, amen, that they can be just richly engulfed in faith and knowing that God will reward them. Brother June, are you there? Yes, sir. sir. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Number one, I appreciate it. And, you know, a a lot of times what people don't realize you could be saved, and a lot of times people think because you are saved that that automatically removes you from dealing with problems in our lives. I'm going to tell you this. The difference between those that are saved and those that are unsaved, we may be going through the same problem, but as a believer, we have somebody that's there to help us in the midst of the storm that we face. You know, um, a couple of things that was hitting on me this week was um, there was a lot of friends. Matter of fact, um, a young lady that um, I know 
on Facebook, uh, I got a notification that she lost her grandmother. So we're going to be praying for them. But there's many people that have lost so many people this year, and my family included. Um, a lot of times, when it, especially when it comes down to death, death will shake your faith. Death will shake your core. Shake, death will shake your identity. You know, um, and I tell people, just because you go through a storm, that doesn't mean that you ain't saved. That doesn't mean um, that doesn't mean anything pertaining to your salvation. When storms come, storm, like I said, storms come and rain on the just as well as the unjust. And so, when we look at it, when we look at things that go on, it could be death of those that we love, our loved one, but also, especially even in today's time, people are so discouraged because of the crime that's going on, not just in the United States, not just in the world, but even in our community. You know, I saw the nine-year-old girl that was just buried this week. Little girl had just got her hair and nails done, nine years old, preparing for the first day of school. And she ended up being right there on her couch. Seemed like she she should be at the safest place in her house, sitting on the couch with her family. But unfortunately, some knucklehead that felt like he wanted to take matters into his own hand because of uh, somebody rapping, somebody saying something that he didn't like, and he want to shoot up the place. But he ended up shooting the wrong place. First of all, we're not advocating shooting, period. Violence is not the answer. But he ended up shooting and killing that little nine-year-old girl. And there's so many people, even in the midst of what we deal with, there are people that are asking, why is God in all of this? But I want to tell people, as bad as things were, God never left. And so I want to encourage those who may be discouraged about what's going on, or even, like I said, uh, friend of, friends of mine, they have uh, lost loved ones. Um, young lady uh, from Fort Worth, I believe she's from Fort Worth, I think it was last month, a mother of eight lost her life. Uh, I'm friends with her sister on Facebook and you know, these are the questions that people are asking. You know, it's one thing if someone has been sick for an extended period of time, uh, somebody that's older, um, let's say over 100, and, uh, you know, death happens. But what happened when these unexpected deaths happen? What happened when you see someone... You you fellowship with them, you have fun with them, you leave their presence, and before you get home, you find out that they died. Stuff like this happens, and it's shaking people's faith. Like I said, that's one of the reasons why I, I wanted to mention about the earthquake, because a lot of time we can brace ourselves for an earthquake, but sometimes those effects of an earthquake are greater than what we anticipated. Sometimes an earthquake and an unexpected place can come unknown. Who would have thought? 
thought that there would have been an earthquake in Dallas, Texas. 30 years ago, we probably never would have thought about that, 40 years ago. But within the past five years, we have had several within this community. So I want to tell those who may be questioning their faith, for those who feel like, you know what, I got many, many, many questions to ask God. First of all, God does want you to communicate, talk to him. You think about a relationship as a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife that you're in a relationship with. If there's some type of uh, something that you may not like that their spouse may have done, you want to communicate with him. There may be some questions that you want to ask. You want to communicate with them. But how come when it comes down to our our faith, sometimes we feel like, well, because it's God, you know, the Bible said don't question God. No, God wants you to come to him boldly. Talk to him with respect. Talk to him. Communicate with him. Let God know that you're hurt. Let God know, you know what, I'm angry. I'm angry for what happened. I don't understand. These are the things that we need to talk to God about. But unfortunately, we have a misconception that we can't go to God. Like I said, God is a holy God. God is a righteous God. God is due the utmost respect. But also, God want to know about what's on your heart. He already knows it, but he wants you to communicate with him about it. And you know what I found out? In the roughest times, sometimes in the midst of quote unquote conflict, sometimes in the midst of conflict, it brings people closer together. It brings two parties closer together. And so I want to encourage those who may be watching, those who may be listening. You may be going through something right now. You may not understand why, but the thing is, you never have to be afraid to go to God and talk to God. Be transparent to God how you feel. But also, I want to share with those who may be going through something. This is a time that we have to really take inventory of ourselves, but also take inventory of the people that surround us. You think about when you get ready to go through surgery, they call it a uh, pre-op. The the, the pre-treatment uh, that goes on before surgery, they bathe you. They have you to go into this uniform where uh, it's easy accessible for the doctors to be able to do the surgery. They want to make sure that they sterilize the area that may be uh, cut on. And then after that, they send you to the room in the operating room. And only... The staff members can come in, but also when you look at it, those staff members, they have gloves, they have a hernet on, they have a surgical gear where it's, it's sterilized because the place that they're going to be operating in is very vulnerable to germs, to bacteria. So they want to make sure that those who may be sick stay away because this person is going to be exposed. So that way they could be surgically removed or whatever situation that may be going on. And also after it's removed, now to close. So that way that there could be healing. 
the same thing we have to think about pertaining to the people that may be around us during our times of vulnerability. Just because people say that they are your friends, just because those people that may be your family, if it's time that you're going through something, like I said, you have to be very careful of who's around you because even though they may love you, and some people may have the best intentions, but sometimes with the best intentions, they say the worst things. They can say things out of context. They can say things that are not fitting for the situation. They can even misquote biblical scriptures. You know, um, I always, always, uh, talk to Brother Land, our Sunday school teacher, about this, how sometimes in the midst of grief, in the midst of going through things, people can have the best intention, but they end up saying some of the craziest things. You know, um, I, I, I read a story of a pastor that had just lost his son, and one of the members wanted to go in speak to the pastor. I guess she was trying to, uh, if you want to say, break the ice or let the pastor uh, know she understands and kind of sympathize with the pastor. But she said, Pastor, I'm so sorry you lost your son, but you know, when my son went off to college, when he left home and went off to college, he left me by myself. I was so hurt. I was so alone. And I understand how you feel. Because when my son left, I just I just died inside. But the key thing is, her son can come back after college or during college. But that pastor's son can come back. So, like I said, there are some people, we just have to be able to exit them out because we need people that's going to minister to us. We need people that's even just going to just listen to us, listen to us, bend. listen to us, uh, try to process things. Because when you are hurt, I'm going to be real with you. Look here. When you are grieving, there are certain things you don't want to hear. There are certain conversations you don't want to deal with. You know, um, I just remember um, when my sister had passed, it was so much. It was so much on my mind, and I felt responsible. I felt responsible for washing out for my father, my nephew, and my niece. You know, um, those three those three were, were really heavy on me because with my father, you know, it was – my sister, myself, and my dad, it, we were the three amigos. But with my nephew and niece, they were like my children, you know. Um, and so my heart hurted for them. And so when it came down to people wanted to reach out, and I understand this is time, especially for those who, like, and I appreciate the people who I've called and there are many people that were there for me, and they said some beautiful words. And as they were there for, as I was there for them in their situations, they 
they felt the need to be there for me, and I very much appreciate it. But then there are those who wanted to just say something to be heard. And so, like I said, they just said, they just blurred out anything, everything. Sometimes they want to just ask the most inappropriate thing at the most inappropriate time. And so, like I said, even if you have to shut off your phone, even if you have to monitor your phone, it's okay. Don't feel guilty about that. But also, I was even speaking about the death, but there is someone that may be watching, who may be listening right now, who may have found out that their spouse want to divorce them, want to leave them. There's someone that's right now, there's someone that's right now that's, that their faith is wavering. And the reason why I said that because a lot of times people go to church and when they have experienced church hurt or when they have experienced hurt by someone within the church, sometimes it, sh- it shakes their world. Like I said, it, they make them question their faith because a lot of times when we see the representative or the head, the pastor, or even it could be a parent, the father, someone who may be a minister, a father that may be very respected, but then all of a sudden they end up going outside of God's will. You know, there was a young lady that spoke to me a couple of months ago. And um, it, it hurt my heart. She's a young lady that if she finds it hard to go to church because the pastor that's supposed to be respected, he ended up trying to screw every female within the church and also using her. Now, even though we serve God, but we expect at least those who are our spiritual fathers to be there for us, to pray for us, to be an example. But when they end up behaving badly, when their ethics, when their morals are so low, but yet still they end up speaking, speaking against what they actually live in. This young lady she felt like, you know what, I'll never step foot in another church again. You know, it, she was she was wavering. It made her question everything because of the misbehavior of a representative of God. So I want to speak to those who may be, who may have experienced either church hurt or hurt by people or a person within the church. You may give up on that person. But don't give up on God This is the time for you To even study your Bible Like never before Because what I found out A lot of times the devil want to isolate us From the church and never step foot in church again But you know what happens Actually There are people That feel just like you And they are looking for people Who are real in the church Who are genuine Because you know how it feels to be hurt. And when you allow God to come in and heal you, also you forgive them. That doesn't mean that you trust them, but you forgive them. So that way that control mechanism 
uh, their manipulation won't come on to you or won't be attached to you. But one thing we always, Minister Tim and I, we always talk about who you hate is oftentimes who you become. A lot of times when we end up having resentment because someone who have hurt us, or, like I said, even within the church, someone that have hurt us, we end up holding on to unforgiveness. We end up allowing that unforgiveness to become bitter, and that bitterness become anger or hatred. They end up controlling or manipulating our lives without them even knowing it. But also what happens it end up making us a, a a candidate to become like them if we're in that position. I always say this, hurt people hurt others, but heal people heal others. So I want to encourage those who may be watching, who may be listening, who may feel like, you know what, I ain't stepping foot in another church again. I would challenge you. To get in a deep conversation with God and ask God to heal, but also you ask God to lead you where you need to be at. Because there may be somebody who may have experienced or will be experiencing what you experience. And because you were there at your assigned place, you were there to minister to them and help them recover so that way you can show them what a true believer looks like. That's what ministry is about. A lot of times what we deal with, the things that we have experienced, that actually becomes a part of our ministry. This is regardless if it's something pertaining to like death, uh, divorce, church hurt, you know, um, now and, and also even Minister Tim. Uh, Minister Tim have experienced some if if he chooses to share uh, some things that happen that shake. I mean those unexpected things. And like I said, it's easy for us to be able to see ahead of time when the devil is plotting and planning. But when things happen all of a sudden, when like I said, when death happens, it's like wow, you know. But we are now the family of grievers. And I've often read about uh, grief recovery. Um, I've often read about it. I've even studied. And even, like I said, even before my sister passed, we actually had that topic on our on our podcast about two weeks before. So I was I was knowledgeable, a little knowledgeable about the grief. But now I have firsthand experience, and I'm living this. I'm learning as I go because this is a lifetime journey. The life that I've had before then has been changed. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, "My new this is the new norm now." And my new norm, it sucks. <laughs> I'm going to be real. It sucks not having my sister. But I know in the midst of that, God promised that he would never leave nor forsake me. This is, this is what I have to depend upon for the rest of my life. 
every day. We often hear scripture in, in the um, the prayer, the, the model prayer. It says, "Give us this day our daily bread," and that daily bread could be, you know, God's covering, God's blessing, but also that bread could be. Anything pertaining to what you need to help you fulfill the purpose and plan that God has for you. So in this daily bread that I need, part of the ingredients is God to help me to live the rest of my life with physically without my sister. But also even to pray for the rest of my family, my mother, father, my, my brother, sister, niece, and nephew, and also the host of friends and other family members. So um, I, I wanted to share that in, in Minister Green, you're welcome to chime yeah. in and uh, add on if you like to. Yeah, I just want to reflect on some of the things that you're saying. We have to realize when we go through something, it's a test of our faith What we believe in What we've been testifying about Now it's time to say Okay Let's see what you're going to do And scripture tells us In Genesis 50 and 20 Says that What the enemy meant for evil God will turn it around for your good And so we have to keep going on because the enemy wants us to become bitter, just like Naomi and Ruth, the story. You know, everybody talk about boys, but you need to really read that. Uh, The enemy wants to take every situation that comes in your life and to make you bitter. And through the bitterness, uh, your heart begins to get hard. And unforgiveness will be the norm in your life. And when we have unforgiveness in our lives, then our prayers are hindered because of unforgiveness. Because the peace of God doesn't rest rule in our life. Because we are in a state of confusion and we're in a state of just bitterness. And so we cannot allow ourselves to to get bitter by situation. And when we realize that the, uh, won't you listen to me now? The the object of your faith will determine your destiny in God. Somebody say, what does that mean? Well, if the object of my faith is people, then when people do me wrong, and when people, uh make a fool out of me and when people hurt me because the, they were the object of my faith, then what? I will never trust people again. But when the object of my faith is Jesus, and when the object of my faith is Jesus, then when I people hurt me, then I will understand that the the Bible told me that in the last days there will be people like this. The Bible tells us that these things will happen in the last days. And so, therefore, I can't allow myself to get caught up in the logistics of that. I have to keep the object of my faith on Jesus. So 
what? When I think of my faith on Jesus, when I get hurt in one church, I'm not going to leave the church. I'm just going to find me a church that I can go to that will meet my needs when the object of my faith is Jesus. See, because uh, the real thing is this. What are you going to church for? Are you going to church for people? Are you going? Are you doing things for people? Are you, are you really doing things for God? Because when we look at the life of Jesus, then Jesus could have left his church. He would have had every excuse in the world to leave the church. Because they, they, they talked about him, they spat on him, they put him on a cross, they did all of these things. And again, I'm not trying to belittle what you're going through, but I'm trying to show you the life of a Christian. Amen. That Jesus went through all of these things, yet he showed love. He showed love. He showed love all the way, even up until the end, he showed love. And love is the key thing to our Christian success. When we can yet show love to a person, because the mean people, they need more love than anybody else. Bitter people, they need more love than anybody else. We have to show more love than anybody else. And I'm telling you, this is a lesson that I've learned. I've said it, but I actually learned it a few weeks ago when God, that revelation hit me. It's why a lot of our prayers are not being answered is because we cannot love our enemy. We can't love those that are despitefully misuse us and abuse us. And when we begin to love people regardless of what they have done to us, then it frees us to move in prayer. It frees us to move in the things of God. It frees us to move in places of God that we never be able to go to on our own. Why? Because when we show forgiveness, when we show forgiveness to others, it's not for them, it is for us. So that I don't have to carry around the bitterness. See, because I don't know about you, when I'm bitter, I just can't have a good time. I can't, I, I, I feel burdened. I feel weights all on me and everything. And so when I begin to Show love. When we begin to show love, amen, and, and, and love that means that you're going to let people uh, misuse and abuse you again. Love means that uh, I'm just going to choose to love them. I'm going to pray for them. And, I'm, you know, I may not be at the levels of where I can be in their presence right now, but every night that I lay down and go to bed, I'm going to pray for them. Why? Because that is a soul that even though they may be a pastor that did that, that's a soul that needs saving. See, because we got to speak it like it is. When people do things like that, they're just not saved. I mean, I mean, you, you, there's a, there's a, that when the, the scripture tells us in the, in the book of John that, in the, I think it's the, in First John, that when we continue in sin, he says, I never knew you. And when we understand that, we, we got to understand that, we have to pray for these when we begin to look at people as souls instead of people. Because, see, every time that we do wrong, we damage our soul. And when we look at people as souls, then we'll what? We'll begin to minister and instead of to react or have a response to what they have done. See, every, every action doesn't deserve a response, but it deserves a prayer. 
And, and so when we begin to we'll be able to pray for them, uh, when 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 I when I'm when I'm hurt, you know, Brother June talk about the loss of uh, a, a loved one. I lost my brother, and he was a young age when I lost him. And I was just like June. People came by, and they wanted to say, they said some of the ridiculous stuff, Brother June. <laughs> and so finally, we just had to quit letting people come by the house. We had to quit answering the door uh, because they, they were saying ridiculous things, you know. Uh, and so there comes a time where you have to get away and just get to God, amen. And then when God, because I always tell people when they are going through, uh, when you really experience a brother that was uh, just like Brother June was talking about, his sister was close. Well, me and my brother that died, we was uh, close. We was close. We used to tease each other so much and, and play jokes on each other so much. And, and I, I really, you know, it took me a while to get over that. But uh, God helped me to get through that. And so, you know, you just don't want to hear a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense and a lot of things that don't make sense, and a lot of stuff that you already heard, you already know the word, already know this, in your mind you're saying, you know, you may not say it out loud, tell me something that is going to erase this, and they can't. So I always tell people, you know, I, I don't have the words to express. I can't tell you nothing. All I can say is I'm here for you if you need somebody just to listen to and so uh, out of all of that and, and the loss of a loved one and also in church hurt, I've been hurt so many times through people that are in the church, people that uh, at one time somebody in the church stole my credit. Uh, so, you know, the the list goes on and on and on. But I had to learn to, to let that go because there was something more important than that. And what it was was that, that, that what was more important than that was that soul needed to be delivered. And so, you know, out of all the situations that we go through in life, it is a lesson for us to learn how to, it's a warfare, and it's teaching us how to act in that particular warfare. And, and, and we have to go through that lesson, and we have to go through that the way God has told us to do, because everything is laid out in the Word of God. And when we go through it, then we'll know how to react on every everything that comes our way. Uh, are you there still, Brother June? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's it, it's it, everything that we go through in this Christian life, it's a test. And there's one thing about a test. I don't know how many of y'all go to college or whatever, but if you fail that test, you have to go back and do what? Do it all over again. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Job, it says, Have I considered my servant Job? Now, did God do this? Was this the will of God? God allowed it because God had a purpose and a plan for Job. And God was trying to show Job what was really inside of him. And sometimes we are pressed into situations that test our faith in God. And it's up to us how we respond to it. Are we going to respond and be bitter? Are we going to respond and just say, I just don't want nothing to do with God anymore? 
Are we going to respond and just hate everybody? And some people respond and they change their religion. So everything depends on how we respond to what has taken place in our life. Now, am I saying that it's easy? No, it's not. It's not easy. Taking a test in school, especially for those that's trying to be doctors, lawyers, taking that final exam, it is not easy. But because they have studied their lesson plan, they were able to pass that test. And so this is what God is requiring us for us to do is to study our lesson plan and see what God says about it. And so that we can increase our faith, because faith comes by hearing. And so the more that we begin to get into the Word, the more that we begin to uh, pray and talk to God, as June has been stating, so uh, he's been stating that so back-to-back-to-back, uh, back to back. talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. When we begin to talk to God, God will come in. And you see, one thing about God, God wants to see if you're really faithful. You know, you just can't talk to God one day and think that every you're going to get every answer and you've just been talking to him one day. God wants to develop a relationship and see that, that and if you are enjoying the time that you're spending with God. And when you develop a relationship with God, then he just like June said, Brother June said, He'll never leave you, nor will he forsake you. So I don't know what else we could say to you tonight. Is is The uh, only thing I could tell you is that we are here to cover you tonight in prayer. We're here to uh, assist you and cover you with the blood of Jesus. Now, if Jesus ain't your thing, then, you know, we don't have nothing else for you. All we can pray is that all we can do is pray on your mind that God will change your mind and change your heart. But there's somebody out in the audience tonight that are struggling, and they're about to give up right now. They're about to give up on life. They're about to give up on church. They're about to give up on family. They're about to give up on everything that means anything to them. But we want to tell you to hold that note tonight. Give us a chance. Give me and Minister June a chance to minister unto you tonight. And tell you what the Lord is saying and to encourage you and to develop you into what God wants you to be tonight. See, once you once you do whatever you're going to do to yourself, whether it be suicide or whatever, it's permanently. You can't change it back. You can't take it back. So don't do nothing that's permanently. When you're in a grieving situation, I tell people don't make no big major decisions. Don't make any kind of decision because you're unstable at that time. Your thinking ain't right. But tonight we want to come that God may, amen, may come in and cultivate your thinking tonight, that God would come in and that you will feel the presence of God in the room where you are right now. We pray in this right now that you may feel his presence right now where you are in your situation. God wants to meet you where you are. That's why he says, come as you are. He wants to meet you right there where you are, in the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your hurt, in the midst of every kind of word you want, any word you want to put in that place. 
your problems, your troubles. God wants to meet you right there. And we come to stand together in prayer with you tonight. Oh, glory. I suddenly we come to thank to come to meet you in prayer right where you are tonight. And let you know that God will and that God can. How many believe that tonight? Right there on the radio land. Come on, where you are right there in the radio, listening to the station right now. God is going to be do some different things in your life right now. There's going to be a change come about in your life right now. Amen. We pray for your hope may be increased right now. We pray that your faith may be increased right now. We pray that joy and peace will come upon you right now in the name of Jesus. We cover you in the blood of Jesus. We rebuke every spirit that is every demonic attack that has come against you right now, trying to make you destroy yourself right now. We come against it right now in the name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of depression that have hit you right now, and we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right there, you, yes, I'm talking to you right now. We rebuke that thing off of your life right now. In the name of Jesus, and we breathe the peace of God upon you right now. In the name of Jesus. We pray that peace will come unto thee right now. In the name of Jesus. Yes, right in the midst of your trouble. He don't have to take him away, but he's going to give you peace to get through that thing right now. In the name of Jesus. That's the kind of God we serve, that, yea, while we are in the valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear no evil because, why? When I lay down, he's my pillow. When I get up, I'm walking on his grass. Amen. No matter where he is, he is with me, and he will always be with me. You got to understand that he's the air that you breathe, and God is right there all the time. Amen. Don't devalue yourself right now. Don't devalue yourself. You are somebody in God right now. You're God's creature. Amen. You are beauty. You're a beautiful person in God right now. The enemy just wants you to destroy yourself. But I come tonight and say, no, not so. No, not so. Me and Brother June come tonight to say, no, not so right now. Not so right now. You will not destroy yourself. You will not take your life. You will not become uh, a low life right now. But I come to tell you that you will live tonight. This night you will live right now. This night I speak life over you right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak life over you right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak life right now over you right now. I speak a refreshing. You could probably feel the presence of God in your room right now. Amen. And I thank God for it right now. I thank God for what he does right now. I thank him for who he is right now. You can feel it right now in your room. If you can feel it right now, all you got to do is accept what God has allowed. Amen. And not only accept it, all you got to do is just keep moving forward from this day. This day forward and change your way of thinking and say, God will take me through this. God will build me up in this. God will encourage me through this. And I just want to say thank you right now. There's somebody on the line that you have a testimony right now. You have you you believe you you God have you have a God encounter over this station right now. And we ask that you would call in and just let us know what God is doing for you right now. 
amen, crowd those lines up right now and begin to let us know what God is doing. If this radio broadcast has been a blessing to you tonight, we ask that you would just come in and call us, uh, text us, uh, uh, hit us on Facebook, and let us know what God has done for you right now. And I can see them coming in right now, Brother June. I can see them coming in on their way right now. And I just thank God for what he's doing in all of your life. You are God's dear children, and he loves you so much. Brother June? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. I thank you, Minister Tim. Um, I want to I share with those who may be listening Make sure, because of what we deal with, like I said, it could be a, a variety of things. Like I said, it could be death, it could be loss of job. All of a sudden, you might have had a Fortune 500 dollar, Fortune 500 job, a secure job, and then you go to work one day, and they're laying off, or they foreclose. You know that actually happened to our pastor years ago. He had a secure job. They went there and they were shutting down. Many people committed suicide, gave up. You know, so there are things that happen. But what we have to do, we have to remember, no matter what happens in our life, when we do what God tells us to do, and also I tell people, like you were saying earlier about the Bible being the manual, you find scriptures supporting what you ask God for. Find scriptures supporting what you're standing in need of. And when you find those scriptures, you stand on it, that's God's responsibility. That's God's warranty. You know, I found that in the in the most difficult times of our lives. We're helpless. But if it's out of our control, then apparently either God allowed it that He wanted to happen to show Himself strong in our in our lives. So even in whatever you're dealing with, first of all, still trust God. Always, a uh, matter of fact, a friend of mine have always said we have to learn to be a worshiper, being a worshiper at all times. Being a worshiper does not mean based upon conditions. As a matter of fact, uh, I said this a couple of months ago, but I mentioned about when I lost my sister. When I lost my sister, I had I had to tell my mother, and and um, I I went back into my room, and God told me to pray and thank God for Sheila. And I had to do that. I couldn't I couldn't think about why. Well, man, you know what do you mean? Thank pray and thank God for you know the life of Sheila. But I immediately did that, and when I immediately did that. Then God told me not to get into worship. You know, you think about it, worship, and you just lost the closest person that you had with you. But when I did that, God said, if I take this charge, he'll be responsible for healing my heart. So even to this day, even when I don't feel my best, even when I feel the weight of the world or even the weight of other people because of this situation, I'm reminded, God, this is your responsibility. This is not my burden to carry. This is your burden to carry. And when I, when you put it in that kind of context, then it helps you to understand that we serve a God 
that wants to carry our burden. We always sing the song, take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. We sing these songs, but we don't apply these songs to our lives. So when it comes down to what God's word says pertaining to whatever you're dealing with, you find those scriptures, you stand on it, you stand on it, and don't waver from it. I don't care what it look like. You may wake up the next day and it's the same problem, but realize that you're one day closer to your breakthrough. You're one day closer to your breakthrough and your breakout. You're one day closer. And always live with expectations. As a believer of God, live with expectations that you're one day closer to your breakthrough. It may not be today. It may be tomorrow. So live in expectation. And I don't want to say, you know, think positive. Uh Uh-uh, no. I'm telling you, think godly. (laughs) You know, good thoughts don't mean that it's godly thoughts. Live and think godly thoughts and give God the responsibility. So, Minister Tim, I want to thank you for coming in and blessing us. And I hope and pray, just like how you prayed over us, we want to pray over you that God meet your needs, that God supply all your needs, and also that God be able to give you your heart's desire, God to uh, see family members that seem like they didn't walk off from God, that they come back, praying that God come in, save and deliver, set free those that are dear and close to your heart. And also, even at the time that you have faced things that seem like it might have hurt or discouraged you or may have shaken you in in any form, that God continues to bring healing to your heart, to your mind, and also to those that are close to you, healing for them. And I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in and supporting this podcast. If you have any suggestions on future topics or feel free to contact me on Facebook on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. Paul, R-A-T as Tom, E-R. Also, you can catch me on YouTube. My YouTube channel is Brother Prater also. You will see my daily devotions, uh, my videos. But also, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You see my data devotions, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men that need some responsibility towards their family, their children, or their children's mother. Also, to inform women the needs of men and give women single women, the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.